On today's show, people are paying a lot more money to buy Cadillacs. Mike Manley emerges as a frontrunner to replace Sergio Marchione, and BMW unveils its vision for the next 100 years. All that more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for March 7th of 2016. Well, Cadillac is making impressive progress in boosting how much people will pay for its cars. Last year, the transaction prices on the CTS went up by $8,000. Transaction prices refer to what people actually pay for a car, not what the posted sticker price is. Transaction prices on the ATS were up $2,000. In the first two months of this year, ATS transaction prices went up another $1,500, while the XTS went up $3,000. Johan de Nyssen, the president of Cadillac, says, and I quote here, 2015, from a revenue basis, was a killer year. He claims that last year Cadillac was number two only to Mercedes in transaction prices in the U.S., and that so far this year, it's ahead of Mercedes. Nissan sees a day when most vehicles are autonomous EVs, and it just released an interesting video of the fueling station of the future. People will live on smart streets that feature parking spots with inductive charging, so EVs will come and go as they need, all while we sleep. Once fully charged, the cars could be used to help power homes. Nissan also foresees the future when people can pull their EVs right into buildings, where elevators will whisk them away to be charged. They could even be used to help power the building themselves. With car sharing and ride sharing, there'd be less need for parking spots, and everything from infrastructure, homes, cars, and buildings will all be connected. Well, happy birthday, BMW. The company was founded exactly 100 years ago today. And as part of the festivities, the company revealed this sleek concept called the Vision Next 100. Like a lot of futuristic concepts, this was designed with autonomy in mind. It features a steering wheel that retracts into the dashboard for autonomous driving. And the vehicle can interact with the driver to indicate the ideal driving line, steering point, and speed. The Vision Next 100 debuts in Munich today and will go on tour throughout the world afterwards. And still to come, a supplier comes up with a way to get rid of vacuum boosters for braking systems. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. The automotive industry in Russia is going from bad to worse. The economy is shrinking due to economic sanctions against the country for its annexation of Crimea and forays into Ukraine. On top of that, global commodity prices have crashed, and Russia depends on sales of raw materials and oil for most of its economic growth. So it didn't surprise us to hear that Bo Anderson, the CEO of Autovaz, is stepping down. That's the Russian automaker that makes the Lada brand and is part of the Nissan-Renault alliance. And here's our Autoline Insight. Bo Anderson is 60 years old and probably didn't want to spend the rest of his career working at a car company caught up in a downward spiral. He already spent a good part of his career at General Motors doing that. Speaking of personnel moves, Fiat Chrysler is revamping its management structure at Jeep and Ram. Both brands now report to Mike Manley, who had been running just the Jeep brand. Bob Hegbloom, 52, who had been running Ram, 
will now head up the efforts to take the Ram brand to global markets. Jim Morrison, 48, had been the director at the Jeep brand and will now run Ram. And Scott Talon, who's 40 years old, will now be the director of Jeep. Here's our AutoLine insight. Keep an eye on Mike Manley. FCA keeps piling more and more duties on his plate. And with Sergio Marchione retiring in two years' time, Manley has to be considered a candidate to become the next CEO. Vacuum-based braking systems are bulky and heavy, but ZFTRW has a system that could change all that. It has an integrated electronic system that eliminates all of the vacuum components. It also incorporates electronic stability control, traction control, and an electric motor to pump hydraulic fluid into one unit. The module is 13 pounds lighter than the total weight of a conventional system, requires about half the packaging space, and gets 10% more braking regeneration, which is great for hybrid and electric vehicles. ZFTRW says it will supply the system to a North American manufacturer in 2018, followed by another in 2019. Wards reports General Motors will get it first for its next-gen SUVs. The supplier says about 8% of global vehicles will use the technology by 2020 and 25% by 2025. Coming up next, a look at one of the most important Detroit bars in the history of the automotive industry. For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. Over 100 years ago, the Pontchartrain Bar was the hot place to hang out for the pioneers in the automotive industry. The people who are now in the history books would meet there to talk business, shop, or just unwind. And that was the topic on Autoline After Hours. In the following clip, our panel of historical experts discuss what made the Ponch such a hot spot. Here was a place they called the mother of motors. This is where all, uh, you know, right at the, at the dawn of the automobile industry, and it was all happening here in Detroit. And this is where people came to, uh, they would literally bring pieces of machinery in, set it at the bar and set it in motion. And if you came in here to buy, uh, Dan, it was a 10 cent uh, glass of beer or 15 cent yeah, glass of yeah, beer. Yeah, beer for a dime, 15 cents for a whiskey. Yeah. 32 foot mahogany bar. And you could sit down next to Henry Ford, who was a teetotaler. Um, but the Dodge brothers certainly won. So you'd have Henry Ford here and you'd have the Dodge brothers here and William Durant, Louis, Louis Chevrolet, um, you know, all sitting there talking about this, you know, and one of the fa fa fascinating things wasn't just all these amazingly famous people we think about today. It was a tremendous number of men with big dreams who created things that never went every, every, anywhere that we don't know of today. I mean, I guess you could kind of think of it as some of those reality shows or whatever, like Shark Tank or whatever, <laughs> where people would roll in their their devices or their inventions. You know, maybe I had a great new idea for a crankshaft. Uh, or Albert Champion brought in his porcelain spark plugs into the paunch to pitch to these auto barons. You know, they pitched their ideas. And fortunes were made, or, you know, not, just in, the, in, the, in these sessions at the paunch. So it really is a fascinating thing to try to envision. I mean, all of these people who are legends, you know, the, the Drants and, and the Dodges and all these folks, just sitting at the bar, you know, having a couple rounds and you come in like, hey, you know, Horace, I got this great idea for a new way to make a chassis. 
I mean, it's just a fascinating thing to think about that that is how the auto industry kind of was born. And that's why the Ponch was called the mother of motors. In addition to the history behind the Pacha train and the auto industry, Gary also talks with Kia about the new Sportage. You can watch that entire discussion right now on our website or on our YouTube channel. That wraps up today's show. Thank you for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.